we believe you are God and in control. Welcome to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Brand, a ministry of Worship Generation Church located in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, please visit us at www.worshipgeneration.com. Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible. Let the nations be glad, all his saints rejoice. And let the people sing praises. Like Daniel and Babylon throughout the course of the day, not as religious have to because something's playing a loudspeaker. You better come now or it's all over. But because we choose to, we're blessed. We'll be blessed because we came, as the song says. We'll be blessed because we came. And Mary chose that better thing. And Mary spent, made, sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. See, some people, they don't do that. And when I think of other ways that we hear God's word, apart from our morning devotion, is when we come to church, when we worship the Lord. Honestly, on Tuesday night, when we have worship on Tuesday night, it almost just takes me about 20 minutes just to clear my mind from the busyness and all the open tabs going on. I've got spinning wheels all over in my head. And as each song is plowed, singing about heaven, the kingdom, and things that are eternity, this wheel, this, oh, finally, close that tab. Just bing, 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 close the tabs, clear my mind, and just to be reminded of what really matters and to draw near to the Lord. The time that we spend singing to the Lord is part of being at the feet of Jesus. We make time for what we want to do. Talk is cheap. The end of a matter is better than the beginning. When people write me letters about this and, oh, we're sorry we haven't been in touch and want to do this and we want to train and we want to be a part of this and this and that and everything else, but then they don't, they don't put in the time and they don't show up. Talk is cheap, man. Talk doesn't mean anything. Solomon heard a lot of talk in his day and he was wise enough to know talk is cheap. The end of a matter is better than the beginning. Just do it. Just don't talk about it. Just do it. Don't talk about, huh, this is not. Just, just do it. Either you want to make time to be with the Lord or you don't. And as I took inventory writing down goals the last couple of days, it's like I've, there's more busyness in my life, and I need to even more diligently, proactively go to sleep every night saying, this is what the first 45 minutes of the morning looks like, no matter what tomorrow. This is what it looks like. These are the things that I need to do. And I've got to stay on target to just clear that and be focused and receive from the Lord because there's always going to be another email that needs responding to. There's always going to be a text that's going to upset you. There's always going to be something new that's just going to push your buttons. There's always going to be some article you want to comment on that you know better than not to comment on it. There's always going to be that. The better thing to choose is the time with the Lord. And then you get his perspective. You're like, oh, that's too bad. You know, and then you read about people who open their mouth and say things they shouldn't say. And you go, no, you should have spent time with the Lord. It would have been better for you. You wouldn't have to retract your previous tweet with a new tweet. Yeah? You spend time with the Lord, you'll just say less things you shouldn't say. You'll do more things you should do. And you'll avoid more places that you shouldn't go to. You just spend time with the Lord. Mary chose, self-determined, that thing which could not be taken from her. There's a lot of wasted time that is taken from us. 
<laughs> Interesting enough, is Nick Saban, the coach of Alabama football, said this about leadership in time. He said, if any moment you're not investing toward your goal and your objectives, you're spending time that's lost forever. You want to invest your time toward your goals and objectives as opposed to spending time wasting it. You're wasting your time. And I thought, well, if it's like that for Alabama football, how much more for the kingdom of God as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ? So am I investing my time in the future toward the kingdom, or am I just spending money and wasting time, spending resource of time on things that are frivolous, distracting, and do not matter? It's worth thinking about. So Martha's, Mary's our example, and before moving on from her, I'll just say one more thought about this. I go back to, I've shared this verse the last couple weeks because it has fit in, and it's just kind of been in my heart, but that's Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And what we find when we sit at the feet of Jesus, and we just spend time considering, meditating, thinking about his word, letting the Holy Spirit slow things down, speak to us, devotion time, reflective time, is as we do that, that's when the Lord really begins to put on our heart what he wants to do in our life. That we begin to delight in him. It's not about what's facing me at work or the family matters or these trials and tribulations or this good news and we won the lottery or whatever life might bring you. It's really about delighting ourselves in the Lord. And as we do that, he moves our heart in the direction of what he really wants to do in our life. That's where we hear, in his word, we will hear him speak to us collectively to the church for what's true and right and noble, just and praiseworthy and honorable in his word to all believers from his word. And he will speak personally to us in our own life and where we're at. But when we really slow it down like Mary at Jesus' feet, that's when he's going to put his delight in our heart and make it our delight. That's when he's going to, the Holy Spirit's going to take the compass of our life and really mold and shape it. Before service, we were praying for Brian McDaniel in Haiti. Brian McDaniel and the ministry of Cross the Light just didn't randomly, by dumb luck or chaos, end up in Haiti doing what he does. It was very deliberate. And it was deliberate because in his personal time with the Lord, like Mary at Jesus' feet, he had an evangelism ministry at the Block in Orange over 10 years ago. And he went out on different mission trips around the world as God opened doors. He went through one door, another door opened in these things. And eventually a door opened in Haiti. And that was the place where God said, this is where you're going to be. And the ministry teams that we sent there, the finances we've done in support there, it's, it's not random. It happened with Brian McDaniel, who loves the Lord, spending time with the Lord, and God moving his heart for Haiti. And the rest is church history. And we're a part of it. We want to spend time at Jesus' feet. Now, Martha is the example of what not to do. So, I mean, Martha is what she is. She's distracted. Now, it's one thing if your spouse or someone you know that cares about you says, gosh, you're really distracted. It's quite another when the Holy Spirit says in the narrative that you're distracted. Like, that's like, wow, you're distracted. So just case we're not certain, like, oh, she's working hard, she's doing all this. No, she's distracted. The, the chips and salsa will take care of itself. You know, just, just settle down, just distracted with much serving. I've said this many times, just because we're working or we're having perspiration doesn't mean it's inspiration. It doesn't mean it's effective or efficient. 
10 years ago when I read John Wooden's book on leadership and organizing uh, practices, the great coach from UCLA, he said he's amazed when he observes other practices, how many of those practices are ineffective. Just because you're working hard doesn't mean you're working effectively. Because we don't work to get to heaven, we receive the gift of heaven, and it's God who works in us, his will and good pleasure, and we're his workmanship. So you can be busy, 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 that appears to be about the Lord's business, and you're doing all these things for the kingdom, but it might just be a, a lot of noise, a lot of bells and whistles without the substance behind it. Martha was distracted with much serving, and Jesus assessed her heart and said of her that, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Was she worried and troubled about did the cheese, was the microwave the cheese too long on the nachos? Or that, you know, the guacamole dip, you know, was past expiration from mothers or something? Like, what was it that worried her? I mean, it's amazing what worries us, right? Like, we can get worried over the most frivolous things. And there, we can get worried over, you know, legitimate things too. But even so, Jesus said, seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Do not worry about that tomorrow because sufficient are the things of today. He said not to be worried. And so Mary is our, Martha is our, Mary, our example of being worried and distracted and preoccupied. So you look at her and she's go, 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 do, 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 make, make, make. And um, again, activity does not mean it's productivity and Noise and commotion doesn't mean it's, it's effective. Now, again, going back to priorities, the priority always being the Lord, I, I do believe in my own life, I have to, different people, are like I pray with a lot of people. And a lot of different men I've prayed with in this church for many, many hours, like Alex back there, me and Alex have been praying together for 15 years, you know, and we, you know, we're both, before the king, you know, it's like, hey, we're, it's like Knights of the Round Table before the king, like, hey, this and that, you know, and we can do that. And me and Daniel have been praying together for 15 plus years. And me and Eric Estes, Eric Estes and I, we've, we've been praying. And Eric prays a lot like me. He's very like, just, you know, he's like, we're going to pray about this, the, or the details. He's a detail prayer guy. It's like a flow chart. Here's a church service, pre-service set up at 5, the radio at 530. Here's this, children's ministry, youth ministry. I, I pray like a flow chart. Like a manager managing a giant flow chart, and those that pray with me know that. It doesn't mean I'm not personal about the people. I care very much about the people. I just want everything in order. So then Daniel can pray about all the people and the things going on in their lives. And it's like this, it's like this uh, finger painting going in circles with Daniel. And I love it because it's just a heart of God for people. And we're all different in how we express ourselves in prayer, in our relationship with the Lord, and even how we communicate in our own relationships with other people, including in marriage. But for me, the way I am and the way I stay on track and not get, get stuck doing, 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 go, 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 spin wheels, chase your tail kind of stuff, is I have to have the priorities. And I, and I do have those priorities. And I've talked about this before, the four square. The four square, you know, I've got a four square, four square. It's a square with four parts. Since Jesus is the chief cornerstone of everything, that's the bottom corner. So on my four square, right here, the bottom left-hand corner is, is Jesus. He's the cornerstone. So it's always about my personal life, my walk with the Lord, my character, the core values of who I am, and my family, and all that stuff. Yeah. And then 
from there, I'll come across to the church because the foundation of my life calling is a pastor and a minister of the gospel. So over here, I'm always praying about the church and leadership and the ministries and the extra ministries and the worship and Danny Donnelly and Jack and all, all these moving parts and the children's ministry, Garrett and Broderick doing the youth. It's all there. I don't get lost. This block's here. That block's there. And then I come up here and now I got two other big blocks, right? The USA surfing stuff, which is a witness to the world. And then the Olympic stuff, well, USA Surfing is like really a witness to the country. And then the Olympic stuff is like a witness to the world. And, and that way I don't get lost. Like the Olympics doesn't supersede my walk with the Lord. USA Surfing doesn't supersede WG, my ministry calling. I have to have order like that. And we're all different because what happens to me, it just becomes a lot of loud noise. And I'm like, oh, I got this and I got that and I got this and I got that. So for me, it's just a matter of having things in order. I follow the structure of the Lord's Prayer, and I, I see myself first as a disciple of Jesus Christ in that relationship, and then a husband, and then a steward of the home, praying for the children, pray for the animals, pray for the finances and decisions, financial decisions, put things before the Lord. Then it's the church. And then if there's enough time, we get on to the USA Surfing. And if it's short time, it's like, Lord, please help me with these emails. Help me to think about what I'm called to do, what I'm called to do. But for me, I need order. So there's nothing wrong with doing stuff. I, I, I work very hard. Many of you work very, very hard. Many, you know, defining hard work is different because... A mother's work is never done, and that's incredible amount of hard work. But you're not on or off the clock. You're a mother 24-7, right? I mean, so how do you even define that? And your compensation generally isn't like you're not getting paid to be the wife and the mother, generally speaking, right? You, it's what God's called to do, and there's a joy in it, and it's, it's a labor of love as unto the Lord. But when you think about some people's jobs where they work two jobs, or they're a mother and a hard worker and a manager like Kaylee with Starbucks. And it's like, we go and we go and we go. And it looks like we're going, going, going. But if we've been with the Lord, it's okay to be going, going, going because it's an overflow and he sustains us. He sustains us. But if we go, go, go as a mother or a dad or a U.S. surf coach, an Olympic thing, this and that, and you're not been with the Lord, you can put in an 80-hour week. And have to be totally ineffective. We've got to be careful that we're not distracted by many things. Martha was distracted with much serving. Maybe you're like me, but somehow I have to close those files before I go to bed at night. I just have to say, Lord, I don't want to think about this email, this response, whatever. I just, I got to give that to you and I need to sleep. And I know I'll be there in the morning, but before I face that in the morning, I need to spend time with you. So I don't write the email that should never be written, let alone sent. Do you know that one? Oh, yeah, you got to know that one. Please tell me you know that one. Come on. Like, or as my son-in-law, Nate, said, who sends that email? I don't know. Glad it wasn't you or me. Yeah. So we have to be careful. The lesson from Martha is that we're not distracted by lots of things, but there's order our God is a God of order. There's order in the tabernacle instructions. There's order in how the temple is to be built. There's order. 
in God's universe. There's any apparent randomness is either his sense of humor on us, humanity, like a platypus, or a randomness of like more negative things like bad cells in the human body that's viruses and things like that. That's a result of sin. But even in the randomness of what appears to be wrong, his order is still over everything and he will make it all new anyways. There is randomness with his humor, like a coin in the, fish, the mouth of the fish for Peter to pay the taxes. I mean, there's some pretty funny things that God does just to like, yeah, you know, it gets like a sense of humor. Like Raul Reese is a prankster. Pastor Raul is a prankster, and he'll, he'll get you. And Pancho Juarez has a great sense of humor, too, right? So God has humor, but there's order. There's order in what God does, and we have to be careful that we're, we're not distracted with much serving and things that distract us. And we have to be careful that we don't go to bed worrying about things, verse 41, that we have nothing we can do about and that we're troubled, not just a few things, many things. Some people, they just can't slow the game of life down. You do not want to be that person in Jesus Christ. When you come to Jesus Christ, if that's you, he wants to completely set you free from that. See, I was very uh, superstitious before I got saved. Very superstitious about everything. I mean, I was like the worst. Like, seriously. I could have been a reality show on watch this knucklehead be superstitious over everything. I'd read the horoscope like, oh, you know. I was like, really? Like, so I get the Senegal Union and I read some nonsense that someone put in there and that's going to govern my life. And the guy just gave me over to it. It's like, if that's what you want to do, that's your deal. Uh, what do you do about this? You're 13th in the world and you're 13th in the world again. Oh, no. What are we going to do? When I got saved, God set me free from, from all the superstitions he did. That's really when I think about also weed and alcohol too, but the superstition was a stronghold. Oh my goodness. If you have a disposition to worry and fret over little teeny details that go way down the flow chart, God help you turn it off. Just spend time at Jesus' feet What's it going to matter? Like, what's it going to matter? We have to keep in mind what, is the, what are the big picture things, what really matters, growing in our faith in Jesus Christ, being fruitful for Jesus Christ, and entering into eternity with fruit with Jesus Christ. All these successful sports franchises we study with the U.S. Olympic Committee coaching leadership, the common denominator is they all know very clear what their goals are. And they don't deviate from those goals. And all decision-making is made based upon the macro goals. Like Joe Gibbs Racing, it's go fast and win races. And anything that distracts or takes away and doesn't harmonize with go fast and win races, it doesn't make the cut in the thought process of what's going on. Everything going on with 600 employees on that huge facility in Charlotte, North Carolina, it's go fast, win races. And it's all in order, harmonious to the overall plan of the vision of the company led by the Lord, too, with Joe Gibbs, the founder. Nick Saban says the number one thing you got to always stay true to is your clear vision because bad things happen and you can't have that deviate you from your clear vision. What the Patriots do every year, it's the Patriot way. Do your job. Win Super Bowls. And all the decision makings go into this objective of time, space, and matter. All blacks, rugby, football from New Zealand. It's all about the culture 
and to be the best in the world. And all the decisions made are based upon the culture and the legacy that they're making in their future. And, and so it's like, I think, gosh, people do all these things with sports and organizations. When BMW in Europe was flipped by the People Academy and they turned things around and we study that with the U.S. Olympic coaching, these corporations, like they're doing it for money and the temporal. They're putting things in order to know what the priorities are and the main things, and they're doing it for the temporal. And I just think, this is how I need to be for the kingdom of God in everything. If our practice average is our championship performance for to winning Olympic gold, why wouldn't my daily walk be my practice average? That's my glorious day in, of the Lord when it's my day to go. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't that just be the case? If practice average is the objective of Olympians to be what produces gold at the Olympics, why wouldn't my daily average with the Lord be sufficient for the day of the Lord? Like, if I knew I'm going to die tomorrow, am I going to find some new gear to create something in me that's not there already? Or I better become a super Christian because the Lord's coming tomorrow. July 1st, he's coming for Joey Brand. And if he comes tomorrow, he'd be like, boy, he's a prophet, huh? So, but July 1st, he's coming for, I know, I, I know, yeah. <laughs> he's coming July 1st for Joey Brand. It's like, oh boy, get your house in order. What am I going to change? I got to do this, I got to do that. No, you don't. Did Stephen change anything on the day of Christ Jesus? No, it was Stephen. What did he do? He gave a Bible study, stood for his faith, and forgave those who took his life. It's who he was. That was his practice average. What did they say in the previous chapters? They could not resist his wisdom by which he spoke. When they chose seven men to lead the church and serve tables, who did they choose? They chose Stephen. It's who he was. It was there all along. So to be with Jesus on a daily basis, when he comes for us, it's just the fullness of what our daily basis is. It's, it's, it's it. Our daily average with Jesus is our glorious last day stepping into his presence. That's the truth. And I look at these things, I go, if they do this for that, and they do this for that, how much more should I as a follower of Jesus Christ be doing this for him and eternity? So when we make time for the Lord, when we take thoughts captive for the Lord, and we don't get distracted by all the serving and the pressing, the the, the demon of urgency and all these things of confusion, when we take thoughts captive and we refuse to be a slave to that which distracts and we refuse to be a slave to that which worries and we refuse to be a slave to that which troubles us and we simply take the time proactively, premeditatively to spend time with Jesus in his word, in prayer, to slow down life and make time for him, we will be who we're meant to be. And we will be producing the character that we're meant to be in Christ as he's transforming us from glory to glory, as it says in 2 Corinthians. And we will be fruitful. And we will be that servant that Jesus finds on that day being faithful. Who is that good servant? The one who's spending time with the Lord and overflowing with the Lord. That's who that servant is. And I just, I don't know, I just take this passage and I go, this just reminds me there's always going to be busyness and urgency and I have to choose proactively to prioritize and commit to seek the Lord above and beyond all things. And that is why when I write my goals and revise them regularly, it always starts with my relationship with the Lord. And it always says, more time with the Lord, better time, less distractions, more worship, more faith-filled words coming into my life, more life being spoken into me. Those are the things so we're about to turn the page on the year into the second half. 
And I think it's a good word for us to just take inventory, slow it down, and seek after the Lord, not as a means to an end, but because the Lord is good and he's our savior. He's our great high priest. We can come to him in time of need and he's got the plan for our life. And when we do that, we choose the one thing that is needed, the good part, that no force or entity or noise outside these doors can take from us. Because like Paul said in Romans chapter 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. And that morning devotion time and being at the feet of Jesus, no matter what the day brings, it's a firm foundation for whatever we have to face and knowing that he will be with us and he's got our back. And he's still with us when we didn't seek him and we're not strong and we're not putting him first. But I prefer to like when the game's really going down in a serious way, I like to... I like to you know, I like to know, like, I like to know the playbook when it's going that way. I don't want to be stumbling around out there. I want to be in tune with the Lord when things are, are, are at their most intensity in the human experience. And I know you do too. I don't want him to be on the other side of Pluto on my day of need. I want him to be right by my side where he was that morning. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Baran. If you would like more information about the ministry of Worship Generation, visit us online at www.worshipgeneration.com, where you can listen to the podcast of today's entire message. Worship Generation is located at 10350 Ellis Avenue in Fountain Valley, California. Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And also follow Pastor Joey on Instagram under the tag name at Joey Brand. Thanks for listening and God bless. Not ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed, not ashamed of the one I love. Not ashamed, not ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed, not ashamed.